In the latest episode of Vamos Verde, we are going to talk to one of the most prolific goal scorers in Major League Soccer history, Austin FC striker Giassi Zardes. We also talked to some folks who have been bringing the soundtrack to Austin's nightlife for over 20 years and are now providing the soundtrack at Q2 Stadium, their official DJ collective, Peligrosa. That's the latest episode of Vamos Verde. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hello, and welcome to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that changed their lives and give us a glimpse into their creative process. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and this, this is our final episode of season two. which is crazy but don't worry we will be back with all new conversations about transformational musical experiences on november 15th we're leaving you with a good episode because this week we'll be hearing from robin pecknold lead singer and songwriter of fleet foxes the band has been releasing lush vocal harmony driven folk inspired music since 2006 They took a bit of a break after 2011's Helplessness Blues, a six-year break to be exact, and they just released their third record, Crack Up, in June. We've been digging it here at KTX, the radio station where we make this podcast, especially the tracks 3rd of May, Odaigahara, I am 80% sure I just pronounced that right, and Fool's Errand. And I was psyched to talk to lead singer Robin Pecknold when the band came to town to play two nights of sold-out shows at ACL Live at the Moody Theater. And my psychedness was well-founded because I had a great discussion with Robin about a song that helped him bridge the gap between intellect and emotion, or at least helped him maybe think about it more. So here he is, Robin Pecknold of Fleet Foxes. about a transformational musical experience I may have had and then uh, I was also thinking about the recent passing of Glenn Campbell mm-hmm. and um, how you know I love his music and he's a legend and great singer and um, so I was re- revisiting some of his uh, his music and I was listening to uh, Guess I'm Dumb which is a single he did the only version that's been released is the Glenn Campbell version um, but it's produced and written by Brian Wilson. And it's just kind of a strange song. It's like very melancholy. It's kind of like that wall of sound, pet sound style production. Um, but it doesn't really have a chorus. It has kind of a refrain, um, and it it doesn't. It, it has this long instrumental passage after the first couple of verses, and then it 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 kind of it sounds almost like unfinished, but in a in a good way, you know. Like it it feels um, like the structure of the song relates to the the structure of the lyric in a nice way, and um, it also has my favorite. Um, my favorite kind of chord movement, which is moving from 
the root chord like a tonic and then going to like the flat seven or or if that's what it's called like if you were in the key of c then going to like a b flat for the next chord um, like a whole step down yeah yeah which just um scratches i just love that i use that in uh, more than half the songs we do and it it kind of if i can boil down what i even like in music it's a kind of just that one chord change if i wanted to be really really reductive um but it really it really does does it for me when I was exploring the Beach Boys as a teenager, like 14 or 13 years old, and had listened to Pet Sounds and Smile, and then um, Guess I'm Dumb, I guess, is the primary Brian song for for another act. Um, so it was, he, he wrote songs for American Spring as well, but I, I feel like Guess I'm Dumb is the main um, B-side, as it were. And aside from like being as good as any song on Pet Sounds, in my opinion, um, and being like totally augmented and improved by the the fact that it's Glenn Campbell singing it. Um, it, uh, it was transformative, I guess, because like the, the, the song itself was speaking for Brian, um, as loudly as if any of the other Beach Boys had sung it. So it was exciting hearing the song be the most important thing, or the song being the, the, uh, the, the proof of the person, even if they're not singing it. So do you remember, like, could you describe the first time you heard the song? Like, do you remember where you were? I don't. No, I maybe. Yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I heard that song when I was 14. That might have been like 17 or 18. But there's no like distinct memory. Maybe it was, I think it was on a mix that a friend made me, an older friend. I had a lot of kind of older friends in music that would, I would bug for stuff. And I remember a friend of mine made me a mix that had, I, I believe this was on a mix that my friend made me that had, you know, Van Dyke Park songs. Um, Judy Sill even and I I was really surprised by her music at that age and then kind of really grew to love it when you heard it you had an immediate kind of like response to it or was did it evolve as you like listened more to it it's a pretty immediate song so it didn't take very long to to fall in love with it yeah Yeah. was it the kind of fall in love where you like listen to it on repeat over and over again yeah i would i would because it (laughs) because because there wasn't really a replace once you kind once i kind of I don't, and I don't, I, I still love this music a lot, but it's not like as useful to me as like a 31 year old man as it was when I was like a teenager. It's definitely for, you know, that's like the time when it's the most 
powerful maybe. But once I stopped, like once I would, because I would listen to, I just wasn't made for these times on repeat sometimes in my, you know, tender moments when I, <laughs> when, when you I were was, feeling like you weren't made for when these I was, times. yeah, when I was <laughs> potentially relating to that lyric, you know, and I'll <laughs> concede that. I guess I just wasn't made for these times. So I would listen to that on repeat, and then once I kind of wore that out, then I needed some other one, and then none of the other songs on Pet Sounds quite had the same same vibe, and then Guess I'm Numb is kind of, was kind of right there to replace it. I mean, what what is you described a lot of different things about what you loved about that sound, but I'm really interested in what made that song the one that you kind of put on repeat, as opposed to all this other music that you were listening to. I mean, was there something... Was it just that it all worked as a whole so well together to get across this this point of view? Um, was it something that you could personally like touch and relate to? So that I often wonder like why you if somebody is fixated on something or if I'm fixated on something, um, I wonder what that fixation is like trying to accomplish sometimes and um i think with that song like that the melody to that song is like very is very symmetrical and it's a lot of the um maybe that's like a little inside baseball but if the melodic symmetry is really important for how catchy something is and how because you know it moves it's like the way i act don't seem like me I'm not on top like I used to be. So everything there, it's the exact same shape, but it's different notes. The way I act don't seem like me. I'm not on top like I used to be. That, I th- I, maybe when I was listening to that song over and over again, I was kind of trying I was trying to realize that or something you know as a as a teenager wanting to write my own songs like trying to trying to kind of solve the puzzle of what yeah, was going yeah, on yeah 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 I mean I do think that so often songs I mean they serve all kinds of purposes but one of the things is that our brains just love a good like a good puzzle and a good pattern yeah and they really love trying to trying to figure it out a lot yeah. of times yeah totally how, how does that song make you feel? The Glenn Campbell song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it makes me, it makes me feel, it's just like this floating, you know, um, delicacy. <laughs> I don't know. It's, that's, and that's one thing about that chord, that chord progression that I mentioned earlier, that basic just whole step down. There's like a, a lift to that and like that, that, it's unless it's not grounded like um some progressions are and um yeah it's just like a a kind of pillowy world to inhabit for two two minutes you know just like a like a i'm like a floating delicacy (laughs) (laughs) it just floats there you know it's (laughs) 
because I try and think about this just, uh, you know, when I can't sleep <laughs> or whatever. I mean, you know, what what's the relationship there? Or what's the balance between thinking and feeling? And so earlier I talked about, uh, you know, I love the melody in the song. And then I was like, well, it's I love it because it has this symmetry, you know, and what I love. And I'm trying to like dissect this almost like make it make it more scientific than than um emotional you know i'm like i'm oh i'm responding to the the this the way this melody is moving and you can take that concept and apply it to any melody and and that you know blah 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 and so i i sometimes feel like making music or making any kind of art is like the closest analog would be like a chemist making a drug or something and so that requ- you, you have the the effect that you want the um the drug to have you know if you want to make you go to sleep or whatever you know um cure this you know inflammation or and you have to figure out how to make you know what the what the compounds need to be blah 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 i don't know how that stuff works but um but it takes a lot of thought to create something that is only meant to have like an emotional effect or a, a physical effect, you know? Um, so that's kind of how I try and balance thinking of those two things. Like I don't want it to have, a, I don't want to make something that only has an intellectual effect, but it takes mental work to make the thing that will have the physical, blah, blah, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's actually something we talk a lot about on this podcast, which is, um, I mean, music is a, it's basically a, emotion transmitter yeah um and it does it without words and you know words are nice and when the words and the music work together to transmit something that's great but it can be done without um and so it sounds like part of how you think about this is like there is an intellectual component to this where you can break down you know different ways of doing it but i a question that i ask a lot of people is like what do you think of it is about music itself that can, that can do that? Like, do you, cause I actually, that's what I think about all the time. Cause it actually makes not a lot of sense to me. Makes no sense at all. Cause it, yeah, I agree. It's, uh, <laughs> I was trying to think about, I've, I've tried to think about that in the past and I'm like, well, maybe it's because music is the, um, it's the it's the art, it's the purest art form because it's not trying to be anything else. Like a book is trying to replicate either like a narrative or a, uh, a it's trying to describe a scene or a person or a conversation. Uh, film is like depicting a, or if a real or imagined real like a scene, and music isn't suggestive of anything else necessarily in the same way. You know, it's not like. But but then it is kind of suggestive of like bird song or 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 rhythms in nature or um, you know it reminds you of things or environments. But it's kind of um, despite that it, it's it's not with music. You're not trying necessarily trying to make um, not using one thing to be to make a picture of a different thing. That's kind of amazing. I actually hadn't thought of that. Like it, it's, it's audio. Yeah. And audio, like we process audio kind of immediately. Right. And it's the so fastest it's, response, I think. Is it really? I think it's the sense that responds by a matter of milliseconds, the one that you process the quickest. Yeah. And, and music just is audio. 
Yeah. You know, it's like I ask people this all the time, but I kind of don't want to know. Like, I never want to talk to a scientist about it because it's really actually quite magical. And so I wouldn't want someone to be like, well, actually, it's because it hits this certain neuroprocessor. Right, right, right. Bob's your uncle. You feel something. Sure. Yeah. And if the sky will pedal white, all the innocent So this new record is so experimental in a lot of ways. You know, we're talking about like emotion and music moving through this kind of way. This album seems lyrically much more obtuse than your other records. Uh-huh. So did you go in with that in mind to have to have the music be the main carrier of this feeling that you wanted to get across to people as opposed to the lyrics? Um... Yeah, I think yes, I think so. I mean, I think um as far as yeah, as far as like the mood I was in I, I usually work on lyrics kind of like last or they they're important to me. I don't want them to be bad, but they're not um they're not the things that come to me first, you know, when I, or not things not, not things that I spend maybe the most time being most time chasing, you know, more 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 chasing like musical ideas or structural ideas or um, and I think like, yeah, l- lyrics, um, can I posit my theory? Yes. Okay. So my theory is after kind of reading and uh-huh. about you talk about this process and hearing some, like the song exploder interview. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it sounds to me like on this record, you just, I I don't know what your other recording processes were like, but it sounds like this record, the recording process especially, seemed very open and playful and sound oriented. Yeah. Um, and that is kind of the record that we got is like a record that has takes you on a very sonic journey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as opposed to lyrics, and I didn't know if that was an intentional thing, but it sounds like that lyrics just are kind of like the last thing on your priority list anyway, maybe they're not really like the last thing on my priority list, but they're kind of the most, um, dangerous or something because awesome. like, well, like, you know, I went through, especially, I guess I, I, I have a weird, I have a, um, you know, so I went through like a long breakup, but I didn't want to make a breakup album because I didn't want to, I didn't want to like air dirty laundry in that way. And and then I also, I would feel guilty if it was like, here's my breakup album for 1099, you know, and and then like make money off of it, you know, especially if, you know, when it's, when it wasn't, um, when it was like my, my idea to break, you know, to break, but there was still like something I was dealing with or, or working through, but it wasn't something I just had like a ton. I mean, I had a lot of life things that I just didn't want to, put in music that would be that would uh be public domain become public domain when i was when it was out and i I know a lot of other people don't work that way and they they don't take that into consideration and they like don't need like that need privacy in that way but i think like if i'm vague lyrically vague on the album it's because 
I just, there's a lot of stuff that has happened in the last few years in my life that I just would prefer to remain private, you know? Um, and so that was kind of a, that was just, but that was circumstantial to like what was going on for me while I was working on the songs. And I don't feel that way writing lyrics now for the next album. I feel like there's not really that same kind of, uh, like I, Oh, I don't want to go there kind of feeling like the need for like a lyrical firewall kind of like, yeah. Cause now that stuff is, is long in the past. So, well, right on. I mean, uh, thanks for talking to me and yeah, thank yeah. you. Is there anything really else you want to say about Glenn Campbell? Um, may he rest in peace and total legend. Love Glenn Campbell. Is 3rd of May, Odaigahara, from Fleet Fox's new record, Crack Up. And thanks to Robin for talking to me about the stuff that I am always angling to talk about. Because it's about more than songs, right? It's about trying to figure out how to reach people, like, emotionally and intellectually and physically and spiritually. And you can tell Robin has thought a ton about it. And I think about it, and I bet you think about that. So I want to thank Robin for taking the time to talk to me, and I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. Okay, so we are done with new episodes for a while. We'll be back on November 15th for Season 3. In the meantime, we'll be rerunning some of our favorite older episodes. You can also find all of our archive at ktx.org or wherever you get your podcasts. We have over 100 episodes talking to artists about life-changing musical experiences and while you're there wherever you are looking at our archive go ahead and subscribe to this song that way you'll be able to get season three as soon as it comes out and like also while you're there subscribing and perusing our archive we would love it if you would leave a rating or a review ratings help people find us in the vast landscape of the internet Plus, we've got a team of folks here who work really hard on this podcast, and your ratings and reviews make us all feel really, really good. And that's it until November 15th. You have come to the end of another episode of This Song. This song is a production of KTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced and edited by David Sanger and me, Elizabeth McQueen. Taylor Wallace curates our Instagram account. Kelly Seal is our excellent intern. And thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And it's true. Our theme song is Mahout. Mahout by Austin's own hard proof. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat. Our handle is at this song KUTX. You can like us on Facebook. And you can subscribe to this song along with the other KUTX podcasts, Austin Music Minute, Liner Notes, and Song of the Day on iTunes. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.